So, Mike, we were invaded by Atlanteans. We didn't have to wait long, but they were not the Atlanteans we were talking about last week. These are different people. Well, yeah. I mean, we know that based on what happened the other week, what we reported on, um, the Atlanteans were not literally water-breathing people, but based on the very short-term invasion that we had, um, there's a whole different group of, of Atlanteans that indeed... Um, are like mer people. <laughs> yes, that's right. Like so. So um, I think the big insight that we had last week was that these there are these Atlanteans that live deep under the ground. They had the civilization in the past, and they they burrowed deep into the ground and have built this empire. Uh, not, I don't know the center of the earth, but deep under the ground, and they've d- d- building it for centuries. And they're they're the actual original Atlanteans. Um, but now we're finding there's another set of Atlanteans that. More, I guess, more traditionally, our belief was that they lived under the water, and that's what these ones do. That's right. And so, I mean, we were talking last week about how we have to somehow come up with, uh, open up diplomatic relations with this uh, air-breathing Atlantean society, and uh, I think we have to do the same with this water-breathing Atlantean society to see if is this just like a a common name for people that live beneath the the surface, either in the water or underground. Or are they indeed, like, you know, two sides of the same coin, right? Yeah, yeah. And again, the 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 the, the Atlanteans we talked about last week, they, they considered invading us, but uh, Iron Man was able to stop them before they did. The the these Atlanteans, we we were not able to stop them, and they actually they they actually took over all of New York City, um, and and locked the whole city down, uh, blocked out our military. Um, and just they, they, they kind of, it was a kind of a surprise Pearl Harbor style attack on the city. Yeah, but I don't think there's I, don't, I didn't read about any fatalities or casualties associated with this. It seemed like a pretty quick and painless kind of invasion as much as you can describe a, an invasion as being quick and painless. But um, I was I was, you know, shocked by the firepower that they had on their side, the machines and the equipment and the tanks, their, their version of tanks that rolled through the streets. I mean, it was a terrifying thing to see. Yeah, and, and what's what's surprising the most, I think, is that these are a society that has existed under the water for centuries, and they still had equipment that was uh, very dangerous and powerful on the surface. Yeah, I'd like to know how they, if it's truly, if they're using metal, it's just like, I'd like to find, to learn more about how this metal doesn't corrode underwater, but that's a, that's a, again, that's not a question I, I expect, suspect will be answered anytime soon, but the the real question when these these uh, people who had had invaded us is like, what was the real plan here? And then why, uh, why didn't say Thor or uh, even the Fantastic Four jump in to jump in and, and and take them head on? Right. Well, they they did. Like the Fantastic Four did jump in head on, but they they obviously were not successful. Like it was like as as powerful as these people are, there's still like a very small number of them, and this was an army. Um, right. You, you, you don't you don't win an army with like an individual soldier, no matter how power, powerful that soldier is. No, but I I, I still you know it, it was surprising though that you didn't see say again I think more about Thor kind of coming in and battling them. But, uh, but it, it was one it was it was I'm sure like we we know that Thor gets involved in geopolitical situations. We know he was involved in the Chinese Indian border. But at this point, um, I think we need to be Thor needs to be careful because because there are geopolitical implications of him being used. And so if he comes in and he jumps to the defense of America, the second something happens, um, that has implications for the way that China is going to treat him when he, um, when, when he was doing the things he was doing over in Asia. 
Right. So maybe it's a safer bet for the Fantastic Four to get involved. But they didn't really. It seems that the way that they were able to, and 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 that's not. I don't want to take away from what they did. They actually did repel this invasion, but they didn't repel it by, as you say, battling an army. They repelled it by, um, from what I understand, coming up with a device. Or Reed Richards came up with a device that caused these water-breathing Atlanteans that were walking around with helmets full of seawater. Um, it did something. They did something to uh, to the seawater in their helmets, which basically was like cutting off their air supply. That for would be similar to our air supply being cut off in our helmets ourselves, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and that's what you'd expect a little bit, right? Like the, these, they're attacking us on our home turf which means that th- they apparently they can't breathe the air, so they had to go in with these like water suits. Um, I imagine if we tried to attack them in the, deep in the Atlantic Ocean, um, they'd be able to neutralize our, our, our scuba diving equipment fairly easily. Uh, and it seems like we were able to do that to them. Yeah, and it seems like it was, it was, a, it was a pretty elegant fix, right? And I, I'd ima- But I'd imagine that the next time that they decide to invade New York City, it may not work. You think that they might come up with a countermeasure. So this leads to what is... Probably the largest question that we're all considering right now is, well, what's, what are we going to do for next time? Is it, this is, we now, if the, if the earth is three quarters water <laughs> covered by, by ocean, three quarters of the, of the earth is covered by ocean, um, that it, there could be any number of underwater civilizations that decide that it's worth it to try to invade uh, the, the surface world. And what are we going to do about it? Yeah. And, and the way N- Namor explained it at the UN uh, was that, that, whatever those societies are under the water, they have been united. Um, and so you have one, at least according to, to Namor, or according to the Submariner, all of the oceans are under his command, under his control. He's, a, he's effectively a monarch in control of all the oceans. And his original threat was that we would not be allowed to use any of the water, either below on the surface or in the air above. Um, and that's, that, that would just put a stop to our, civil, our advancement as a civilization. Right, and, and it... it... It's, if, if what he's saying is true, then he is he truly is a powerful being, one of the most powerful creatures, uh, you know, individuals on Earth, because if there was one person that controlled the surface world, um, they would have quite a lot of might and power behind them, too. Right. And so it's, uh, it's something to take seriously. Although, on the other hand, we have to ask, is this just puffery? I mean, could he truly be that that response, you know, have that such total control over the of the ocean? Like, it's hard enough, I think, for for people to run countries in, uh, on the surface world. Could you imagine how much work it would be, how much bureaucracy must be involved for Namor to have co- total control over the entire dominion uh, under, under the seas? Well, it's also a question of how big that dominion actually is. Like humans have populated every stretch of the surface world. Um, did, have these people actually inhabited every stretch of the underwater world? Or like, basically, is there 100,000 of them, a million of them, a billion of them? I, I don't think we know. We don't. And again, this is something that, that you think if we opened up diplomatic relations with them, just like we were proposing with the um, air-breathing Atlanteans that are underground, you think that if we were able to open up diplomatic relations with these water-breathing um, societies, then we might get some answers, right? In some show of good faith to say, here's exactly what our story is. We've got you know, 30 million of us live off the, off your coast of, off the coast of California or something. Like, I mean, they gave us that information, then we could at least figure out how to deal with them. We can, but right now it's just a matter of it's a, it's just a set of threats, and I think the the risk is that I, I don't think the risk is that they're going to be able to success, successfully invade the surface world. I think between our superpowered individuals, uh, all the countries of the world, and the the firepower that we have at our disposal, um, and the fact that they'll be like 
<laughs> fish out of water when they're <laughs> when they're on our surface. I, I think we're, we're fairly safe. I am far more worried about our our transportation networks. We are reliant on shipping over the waters water systems, and it seems like these people could just take out our ships like at will. Right, and so then what? Do you, so what's our response then? It's um, here the Fantastic Four, mainly through Reed Richards, were able to come up with a countermeasure to. Uh, uh, repel this invasion, but what uh, is what's going to be the Atlanteans or the under, under the underwater people's response? Is it to attack the ships or not? So um, you think that the American government or other governments of the world, surface world will try to find a way to deal with people underwater? Maybe it'll, it'll lead to a focus on in um, uh, underwater or you know exploration as opposed to sea you know, exploration in the, in, the, in space. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Like we talk about like, aliens being up there and like the opportunities that humankind has in space, but I think before we invest too much in that, we're going to have to start investing very heavily in underwater technology to be able to protect our our protect protect what we have right now from these mer people and their ability to just take out our ships anytime they choose. Well, and much like uh, we've 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 asked the question like why is it now that that alien races in space are, are turning their attention to Earth. Why is it that the um, undersea people are turning their attention to us? You know, I like what is it that like because our theory I, you and I have been coming up with is that when uh, the Fantastic Four and other and other countries had gone into space and breached that barrier for the first time, that was basically something that signaled to the to the universe or at least the galaxy or the solar system maybe that that we were kind of worthy of their attention. So is there something similar that happened with respect to uh, the undersea people? Well, not just the undersea people, the underground people as well. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like, like we're, we're getting kind of um, pushed and pulled and attacked from every direction now. Yeah. And so what do we do about it? So, um, you know, we come up with a way to protect ourselves from uh, interstellar uh, threats, but also undersea, undersea threats. Um, and who's going to pay for it? Who's going to going to manage this? And like you say, uh, it can't just be the Fantastic Four or Thor or Ant-Man that's going to figure out how to deal with this problem. It's got to be uh, a much larger solution that's, I suppose, coordinated by uh, the governments of the world, right? Yeah, and that's the question too, right? So is this going to be an American problem, a NATO problem, or a global problem? Like, Are we going to work with the Soviets against the Atlanteans? Are we going to work w- with the Chinese against the Atlanteans? Um, it's, I, I find that hard to... Un- I find it hard to to believe that that we're going to be able to work closely with these communists against the Atlantonians. But what about this? What if uh, isn't the the worry be would the worry be that uh, one of our say China or Russia or or the Soviets decide to work with them to the exclusion of us? Isn't that a worry? I mean, so isn't this a, would it be a better idea that we we we'd realize? Gee whiz, we have more in common with uh, people about on the surface than we do with people below the surface, and maybe this is the thing that'll unite us as a. Uh, as a surface world. Hey, hey we, we, it, it happened in World War II, right? We worked with the, we, we were not, no friends of Stalin, but we worked really closely with Stalin to take down Hitler. And is, is right. the submariner the, the new Hitler? Are we, are we, do we need to unite with the communists against this undersea threat? Well, I think it's, uh, that's kind of a TBD. We'll see. I think so. And, and okay, let me say this. In, in the meantime, I think we need to come up with their own names. I think the, the, the fact that we have these two under, underground, underwater threats, both going by the name Atlanteans, is just going to be too confusing. And if you're going to fight us, at least be have the common courtesy of having a unique name. 